Hello and welcome to the first ever Racing Previews podcast. I'm your host, Benny Coluzzi, and I'm with my great mate here, Nick McGualter. Uh, we've obviously been wanting to do this for a while now, and it's finally come to fruition. Uh, as you can tell, it might be a couple of teething issues, but we'll work through it. Uh, Monday afternoon, it is the eve of the Warnable May Carnival, what many people like to call one of the best carnivals of the year, if not the best. Uh, it's actually my first time, so I'm really looking forward to it. But I've got Nick here, who is a seasoned veteran, and it's uh, gone twice. Yes, twice. Third, third time. Uh, third timer this time around. So, uh, yeah, as Benny's touched on, it's definitely uh, my favourite week of the year. Um, yeah, little pep in the step waking up this morning, knowing that uh, tomorrow morning when I wake up and jump in the car, we're off to the bull. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. It definitely wasn't a pep in my step this morning. I was up late watching State of Rest, so no regrets there. Anyway, we'll crack into the first, I reckon. First race is a maiden hurdle, over 3,200 metres. Uh, Portland Jimmy's our even money favourite. We've got Beachgoer, the toppy, he's at $4. Lord Piero, eight fifty. Then we're out to Periscope, $9. Zoe's Comet, 13 The Beehive, $14. Uh, Elope to Vegas, 15 Flying Piero, 21 Road to Blue Sky, 26 Yulong Place, 41 And Buffalo Bill, 50s. Righto, Benny here. Um, I wanted to try and get to the favourite beaten here. Um, by no no fault of his own, he looks pretty smart, winning four of his five jumps trials leading in. Um, it was a good fitness run at the, at the Yarra Valley Cup. Um, my only knock was my only knock with him was uh, his jockey Aaron Kuru. I struggle to think that he gets his horses to settle properly uh, in the run and. It's, it's not very easy to win your first ever jump start, um, especially at the bull when there's a lot of horses set for this. So I sort of just wanted to take him on at the current quote. The two or three horses that I was interested in backing at some value and I thought were definitely over the odds uh, was Lord Piero. His two flat runs with two trials leading up to this. Um, the latest trial win was by 10 lengths. There's been some subsequent form come out of that in the first trial with Bohemian Palace, um, who wanted a short quote at his maiden uh, last start. He was in that trial as well as Brungle Birdie, who come out and made the likes of Hush Rider and Co. pretty second rate at Pakenham, and he looks like he's well placed in the novice hurdle on the last day. Um, so, yeah, I thought he was... At the price of, I think he's out to $8.50 now. Um, I think he's definitely a bet. And there was a couple that I liked at double-figure odds that I wouldn't mind specking, which was the Beehive. He was good in his first jump start uh, behind Bohemian Palace. Josh Reynolds, um, who was second in that race, has he's a pretty consistent jumper still fighting to break his maiden uh, with three seconds. And the other one that I liked at double-figure odds was Zoe's comment. Um, good in his first jump start against Blandford Ladd at Pakenham, who's also in the novice hurdle on the last day, um, who looks well-placed. Um, yeah, I thought both of them could make a case at double-figure odds. Love it. So we're starting with a bang. We're taking on the even-money favourite. Hopefully we can bundle a couple over there and get a result. Um, so race two, we kick on another maiden hurdle over 3,200 metres again. Count Zero, he's been very well back this afternoon. I think he opened 
uh, 250s, got out to $3, now he's back into $2.30. There was obviously the scratching of Hakuna Matata. He's out, $2.30 favorite. Beef Eater, $5. Mighty Oasis also shares the same line. Zedstar, $9. Joshua Reynolds for the Musgrove team at $9.50. Zofni Rocket at $11s. Gravistus at $12. June Alvis, $21. And then we're out to Arlington Valley, 51s. And then uh, Rough Beauty at 71s. Nico, who are we backing in a second? Uh, We have Count Zero on top here, Benny. Um, Bit of a by default. Um, another one, it is very hard. I, I will harp on about this. It is very hard to win your first ever jump start, but most of the camps, um, what's the right way to say this? The camps that have got these horses set here um, are mainly warnable stables, and they wouldn't be here at the ball on the big occasion if they weren't ready to, to win here on debut. So he's our on-top selection. He's got a great fitness base. To tackle his jumps debut here. Looks to have taken his new job over the obstacles uh, well at the trials. His flat form, not that that necessarily translates to jumping form, but I was I was pretty happy that he'd beaten Vanguard um, on the flat not too long ago, and he is a very good chance and a main danger in both the Briley and the Annual. So, um, yeah, if... If that form aligns like I hope it is, uh, Count Zero could be very hard to beat here. Um, I don't want to lose on the race if Z-Star, um, if he happens to win, he gets the Professor here in Pateman, which is massive for his chances. He's trialled well behind Portland Jimmy before, and we all know what, uh, what the state of play is in the first race with Portland Jimmy. Last start at Pakenham, he was $9 in the $4 favourite in a very moderate maiden. Um, but I'm happy to have a small bit of the price at ten dollars and two forty the place, um, because he hasn't finished outside of the money in all seven jumps attempts so far. In third pick, I had Joshua Reynolds, a consistent jumper, um, with three seconds from four starts. The the misplacing was last start at Pakenham, where he finished fourth, and I think that'll be a good form reference with Z Star in third, um, who we have second pick here, and Lady Fiorante at massive odds in the next. Uh, which we also have included in the numbers. Um, that also looks a good H-way bet. And I've got Mighty Oasis in for fourth pick. With the track being dryish on day one, it's going to be somewhere between a soft six to a soft five um, at at best. Um, I think that favours his minor chance in the race. The, the booking of Mitchell I like as he's a nice um, controlled front-running rider. His horses seem to relax for him. Um, so that's always a positive, especially over 3,200 metres. His latest trial win was by 10 lengths. Um, in with the hope. Of course, Count Zero won the Jericho Cup in uh, 2020, was it? Yep. At uh, a big price, I think it was 26 bucks. gave Luke Stumpy Williams one of his one of the biggest wins of his career. So first, first go over the jumps, but he's uh, no, no stranger to the bull, and hopefully he can pick up another win here. All right, we move on to the third. Obviously, you can tell uh, the jumps aren't really my forte, but I'm, I'm learning, so I'm, I'm the, handing the baton to Nick for, for these early races and probably half of this card, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, it's, a thir- it's the third of three maiden hurdles over 3,200 metres again. We've got Kalorni, short price favourite, looks very hard to beat in the red now at $1.80 at the top of the market. Rider in the snow, $5.50. Hey, happy at sixes. Tolmac at $10. Historic, 11 not usual dream 11s, onset 12s, Dr. Dependable at 14s. 
Shalajit, not sure if that's right, $16, Bow Thruster at 23s, and Lady Fiorente at 41s. Take it away. Righto, Benny, we're pretty keen to dive into the deep end of the pool here. Uh, Kalorni, this looks a great bet here. I'm very keen. Um, I've got him our second best bet of the program. We won't spoil who the best bet is until later on. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm real keen here. He's fourth up for his jumps debut. He was a good thing beat two back at the Mount Gambier Cup. Um, a good fitness run last start at Flemington, over 2,600 metres. His second jumps trial was last Wednesday. And for those playing at home, um, to get your ticket to be able to qualify for a maiden hurdle, you have to have minimum of two jumps um, trials that need to be certificated by the uh, by the racing officials for you to actually line up in a maiden hurdle. It's not, not as easy as just entering for a maiden hurdle. You've got to be well-schooled and have your tickets um, before you can enter the caper, um, which is very good because the safety of the jumps, I know from when I started uh, getting my teeth into it to, to now, it's only getting safer and safer. And um, as you'll see at the bull, there'll be plenty of activists out there that want jumps racing, uh, that want jumps racing gone. But what a lot of people don't understand is once a horse finishes the racing on the flat, um, this is a lot better for them rather than sitting in a paddock being neglected, which a lot of them can be. Um, anyway, aside from that, we get Lee Horner here on Killarney. Um, he's just got to really nurse him through his debut here, and as long as he jumps all all the obstacles in front of him, um, I think he will be a maiden no longer. I can see him really getting crunched into, well, yeah, well, a dollar sixty. I reckon he could get a short as tomorrow. So, yeah, we've got a good bet here, boys. And, um, yeah, once you're listening to this, if you can still get whatever price is close to $2 with a boost, um, I'd heavily suggest taking that. In for second pick, we've got Tolmac. Um, so there's been a fair bit of market support for this bloke already. He's already been $26 into $10. He looks like he's pretty progressive himself, but he could be bumping into a potential star here. Um, he was well held by Raise U10 from the Ma Eustace camp on debut. Um, he looks like he's got a good grounding for this with three flat runs and two trials. He has paid $5 last start in the Terrain Cup, which is obviously a good flat uh, race lead up to the Warnable Cup, which I think Angel Rock and a few uh, are coming through. Uh, he's definitely a danger, but the favourite would have to fail for that to happen. Historic, I've got in for third pick. Professor trained and ridden here. Um... He's actually coming back to the hurdles for the first time here. A lot of people will see he's actually had 11 jump starts, but they've all been over the bigger fences. Um, so interesting that he's coming back to the hurdles here. Um, at least you know this bloke's going to go around and, and give his all. He doesn't look like a bad jumper. Uh, he won three of four of his last jump starts, last preparation, albeit against weak opposition, but credit where credit's due. He's not the worst here. Exotic's chance. And Lady Fiorante, I've got in at fourth pick. I was quite taken by this mare's performance last start at Pakenham. She's big odds again here and certainly isn't the worst. I'll be specking her the place at around $758. Um, and I'm pretty confident that if if she doesn't run into a place, she'll definitely outrun her SP and, and she won't run last. She'll uh, she'll give us a bit of a sight here. Uh, so that's the cap for race three. Beautiful. So we got something for the favourite backers there. Kalorni. Looks close to a chips in job at the dollar eighty quote. Hopefully you can boost that up. And then we've got Lady Fiorente. She's currently forties. You might be able to get even better. And hopefully we get a good uh, dividend with the place there. 
obviously we've seen where these cars have been so successful over the last few years in Australia. We've seen the late Sir Dragne win the Cox Plate. Uh, we've seen the new the new star, the new Derby star, Hitotsu, take out uh, the Victorian and the Sydney Derby. And uh, hopefully now they've got a new star on their hands with Kalorni over the sticks. Righto, punters. Uh, I'm in the host chair now. Benny will flick over to him for most of the flat races. Uh, if there's something I like, I'll put my two cents worth in, but I've sort of focused mainly on the jumps form. Race four, Benny, here we've got a 1,200-metre maiden for the three-year-olds and up. Pontadira is our favourite at $3.60 with Jamie Carr in the saddle. Dawn County, $4.20. Harbin, $5.50. Metal Rock, $6.50. Mia Carpo, $8.00. Galathion at $11.00. Birthday Suit at $11.00. I Don't Get It at $19.00. Coastal Town, $23.00. Mr. Businessman at $34.00. And Eloped at $51.00. Ah, yes, $126 to $1.00. Novik, 151 to 1, and Sedated Award at 151. Who do we like here, Benny? Well, obviously, it's a little bit of a slow start. The Maiden's over 1,200 metres. Um, there's a bit of exposed form, in the, and there are a couple first starters. Um, where to start? I thought the local Lindsay Smith horse, Harbin, he's already halved in quote 12s into 6s. Um, I was a big fan of his, his debut run, and I'm hoping... Uh, he can go the next step. Um, if I just had to poke holes in the in the top few in the market, I just wasn't sure about uh, Pontadira. Some of that that South Australian form. Not sure if that's potentially a little bit weaker. Um, Dawn County has had his has had his fair he has had his fair share of chances. He's obviously had eight starts now, and he's gone down at two dollars fifteen and two dollars eighty last two. And if you extend that, he's gone down three dollars ninety two twenty. He's uh, two starts prior to that. Uh, Mia Carpo uh, returns from a, a long layoff, so I thought uh, he might have been a little bit of a risk. Um, Metal Rock jumped out very well for the Dabbing team, and obviously Tom's flying ever since going solo. So Johnny Allen aboard. Uh, there was a bit of ten dollars about him. Um, I think that's been snapped up, but. I think if I had to back two right now, it would be the five and seven, probably working around Harbin for Lindsay Smith and also Metal Rock for for Tom Dabberding. But obviously, there's a lot of guesswork here. It's a bit of a bit of a slow start for the flat. Um, hopefully, in the next, we might have more uh, more confidence. Righto, punters. Race five here is the Vobus Gold Strike for the two-year-olds. Um, a handy little race here with one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. We have had four scratchings this afternoon, so Bubble Palace is now your $2.20 favourite from an opening quote of as much as $4.80 was bet early, so they have certainly gravitated. And with only 15 cents of deductions, um, this has been a heavy, heavy move. Some of the racing previews boys will definitely be on at the 4.20 like Benny and myself are. Um, to get involved in early bets, um, chat with a bunch of blokes that are like-minded. Um, the chat forum definitely is very good. Um, and if that's something that you would like to be involved in, just DM Benny through his personal page or the Racing Previews page to get involved. Back to the racing. Over Shandy is our second elect with Hugh Bowman in the saddle at $5.50. Uh, Juice will go with. Another one for those colours, J Carr, Lloyd Kennywell, $5.50. Colorado, Cuz, $7.00. Capital Express for the ever-flying Nick Ryan Stable at nine fifty. 
Carolina Carolina Sun Sunrise at nine fifty, Soju Session at thirteen dollars, and Shines Bright at thirty four dollars. What do you think here, Benny? Well, firstly, Nico, thanks for the the little plug. As you mentioned, there we're on uh, Bubble Palace at the good price. We are tipped um, tipped her at four dollars forty early, so uh, that might be trimmed off a little now with a couple of scratchings. But we should still get north of four dollars. Um, I was pretty taken with uh, her debut win, obviously with with H Big H in the saddle. Yep. Uh, settled forward, uh, never really looked like uh, losing. Really, the race went really well. Um, so that's also a good thing to note. Uh, the soft track is probably an unknown. We're looking at a soft six, soft seven for tomorrow. Uh, fine conditions, but it, I doubt it will be drying up. It's I, the bull. I don't think the stable are too worried about it. Last week on Coffee Country, and both when uh, they've spoken to Harry and Dan, they were both they both weren't too uh, worried about a soft track. They both think that she's definitely going to get through it. Um, a bloke that definitely is underrated in the jockey ranks, Harry Coffey. He uh, he does make the most of every opportunity that he gets. Normally, this is a carnival that we'd like to see the best of Harry, but with the assault from Johnny Allen, Jamie Carr, Hugh Bowman, he's probably not going to get the opportunities that he would normally um, if those if those riders weren't down. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can uh, we've got the overs anyway. Hopefully the overs got to kind. Well, that's certainly worth noting. Soft track should be all good, according to Dan Bowman. He's always a good listen to on the radio, but I must have missed that one. Uh, so obviously we've got uh, Deuce, or Juice. I'm not sure how we go with. He's had, uh, sorry, she. Yes, she. She's had the, the four trials. Two of them were, were quieter trials, and then the last two, uh, she's been ridden a bit more forward, and she's won those two. Uh, she, does, she does look a nice filly, but I'm just wondering... Do I go for the race, the the exposed form or, or the trial form? Right now, I'm leaning towards the race form. Um, so I was happy just to take a, a little set against on her, uh, against her, but no real knocks. Uh, Overshade, Overshady sat second in the showdown. Uh, he's currently six dollars. I don't know that showdown form line. There is a bit of a stink on it. It hasn't rated too well, but. In my opinion, the better run out of those two in that showdown was Capital Express. As as they like to say at Caulfield, it doesn't it doesn't really matter too much if you're wide on that turn with only with only the one turn. But he was he wasn't just three wide; he was out four and five wide. He sat outside uh, the favourite, which um, was Bello Bow, and um, I actually liked his debut win. So he's currently eleven dollars and Overshay's. I think $6, so I think there might be a bit of Hugh Bowman tax on that. Um, outside of that, I didn't really see too much else in the race. A um, couple of the jump outs were a bit hard to find, but I'm pretty keen Bubble Bubble, uh, Bubble Palace. We're on at the good price, obviously. Um, if I had to have a next best or a little saver, I think Capital Express, as you mentioned, Nick Ryan is absolutely flying, and uh, his debut win was good, and I didn't think his, his last start effort was too bad either. Yeah, I'm definitely with you there, Benny. I was with I was with Capital Express on debut um, at Cranbourne, which was a good solid win. And as you said, very unlucky last start. So yeah, I, I could definitely chime in with a little saver at nearly the double figure quote. All right, we move on to race six now. I'm back in the host chair and it's the it's the day's feature on day one. It's the Briley steeplechase. Uh, we've backed Valak early at the $3. He's shortened a little bit, but he's, uh, he's kind of getting back out to that price with uh, some good support for Vanguard on the second line. Britannicus is the other of uh, Wild's duo. He's at $5. Bit of a lad now at $5.50. Uh, 
you're gonna have to help me with this one. Mag Magnemius Man. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Man, that'll do. Uh, he's about thirteen dollars, and then we've out to police camp and uh, my Kings cancel a bit longer. Nico. All right, mate. As you've touched on uh, already, we're with Valak. He's slowly becoming a favourite of mine. This bloke, the uh, the big grey, he's quite stunning to look at, and he's. His work over the bigger fences um, meets his looks, I guess you could say. Um, he's only tasted defeat once, and that was where he SP'd $4 in an Australian hurdle uh, against Saunter Boy, and we all know how good Saunter Boy is. Um, yeah, I think 65 kilos here on the minimum. Turkey Legs Jr., Aaron Mitchell in the saddle. Um, yeah, he's a clear best bet for me. Um, I might have the blinkers on a little bit here, but I know anything can happen in a jumps race, but I, I really think with even luck, he should just be winning. I've got a little bit of a suspect on Vanguard um, being better than him at level weights. Like, I know last start was good for Vanguard, but I'm not completely sold on what he beat there um, at Hamilton. He does handle all conditions, but... Yeah, I don't see where... Like, Valak's here to play. This is his main goal, the Briley. I think this may just be a fitness run for Vanguard if he is to go to the annual on Thursday. Um, so, yeah, he's in with... If there's going to be a danger to Valak, I do think it is Vanguard. But, yeah, with even luck, I think Valak should be winning. Vanguard's getting a bit short for mine at that quote. Bit of a lad, the class runner of the field. Um... Unfortunately for him, he's lost the likes of gold medal ZM and Ablaze, uh, who have been three of the better jumpers over the last few seasons, and he was probably thinking that he might be able to steal a feature over the Bull Carnival. Um, but yeah, this doesn't look any easier for him, unfortunately. Um, the, the positives are you get Pateman. Um, he does have to carry 70 kilos. Um, but yeah, he's a little bit short for mine. I was thinking that he should have been closer to double figures than uh, than his current quote. I will just touch on a bit of a lad quickly. Do you think his best days are behind him? Yes, I think that it's a, it's a genuine possibility, but there's also that thing that I wouldn't be surprised if he was to come out and run a good race because like he, he has been tackling the best of the best um, and there's nothing to say that these horses won't you know follow in the same footsteps of some of the better jumpers that have been... Um, that have been and gone now, but yeah, I think um, he's a chance if Valak fails. Yep. And I guess the only other thing with Valak is 3,200 metres last start, and if you only watched the last 200 metres, <laughs> yeah, well. you would have thought he just fell in, but do you think it was just a, it was just a case of job done and, and uh, young turkey legs just switched off? Yeah, I think so. Um, there was a few people out there that uh, had soon put in, uh, had soon put Valak and uh, Aaron Mitchell in the gun, but had he won by five or six lengths, which he very easily could have, um, we might have been taking half the price here. Um, he was definitely kind to him over those final stages, um, but yeah, he was never really in 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 danger. Bud Fox, he's a good, honest horse around Packingham, um, as that's more of a flat track, as we've alluded to, where your jumping ability doesn't sort of get rewarded as much as it does around the cross country here at Warrnambool. Um, but yeah. It was uh, he was running on when the show was all over. Uh, Britannicus, he's in for fourth. He's never been one of mine. Um, yeah, he doesn't win very often. He always runs a good race. Whack. 
Um, but yeah, if he's uh, if he was to win, it'd be good for the racing.com boys. BZ and Nick Ashman and Co are involved with him. Um, he's going to get every favour um, with the track being closer to the dry end of the spectrum on the soft five, soft six. He doesn't like it when it gets wet. Uh, his wheels spin, but yeah, I can't see him beating his stable mate at level weights, let alone Valak. So yeah, um, he's under the odds for mine. Well, there you have it. Valak on top. Uh, best bet of the day. And if you did miss the $3 on open, the good thing is you can go and back him now because he's getting back out to a very nice price. So there you have it. Go the grey. Punters, Nico is back in the host chair to go through the last four legs of the card on day one. <clears throat> Boy Z for John Allen and Ma Yusuf is our favourite here at $3.20. Cabri Castle for Ethan Brown and Lindsay Smith. It's been a profitable combination over the past month or so. Both are flying um, and look very well placed here. Another one of our early bets that we've had. We were able to secure the $7, which looks very juicy. Um, we're in a very good position here to back, lay, have a couple of other savers if if we wish. Um, go further down. Irish Butterfly at $7. Fine weather at $9.50. Adelaine at $14, Young Hostess at $16 for buckets of his Group 1 win uh, on Glint of Hope last Saturday. Sign Seal Deliver, who was a good run last start at Stall. Obedience at $19. Uh, I can't help you with this one. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> <The laughs> number Shea, 7. <laughs> the the Shea Eden Rudder, number 7 at $23. Astral Knight at $23. Mavius at $31. Miss Charlie Lynn at $31. Rising Archie at $34. Prince Ziggy at $41. And write your ticket the rest. Who do we like here, Benny? I think this is a really good race. I'm pretty uh, pretty confident we might be able to get a result here. As you mentioned off the top, uh, we've got Cabri Castle. We backed at $7. So pretty, pretty wrapped about that. Um, over the Warnable Cup distance this is, so hopefully maybe some of these might be back next year to contest a big one. I think the two at the top of the at the top of betting are the two most progressive runners in this race. Um, with a lot of these horses, they're well exposed now, and um, you know they've probably reached their mark, and they're possibly even on the way down. These last two actually ran on the same day at Geelong last start, uh, both. On a, that heavy that heavy ten track, and they were both really impressive. Uh, Boise ran the better time, but to me, Cabri Castle was just as impressive visually. Yep. And the big thing here is obviously the map. Yep. Cabri Castle was drawn in three, and you've got Boise drawn out in seventeen. I'm hoping if Ethan Brown can just just get him out of the gates a little bit, he can be, you know, at least three to four pairs closer than yep. than his uh, main danger. And uh, as you as you touched on, we, he's halved in quote. So we've secured the seven dollars. Um, tomorrow we might uh, we might suggest some savers or what to do from there. I might even think about laying some off. But um, he goes on top for me, Cabri Castle. I'm I'm pretty keen, and I think you know he's still learning. He's only at his fourth start, but I think you know Lindsay Smith here. Another wet track, Ethan Brown. If you can just ride him similar to the last start, but hopefully, hopefully a little bit more forward. He looks very hard to beat. Boise does go in for second. Um, obviously, last start win was was really impressive, and um, we could possibly save on him. 
I thought the overs in the race, as you touched on, might actually be sign, seal, deliver. Um, let me just have a look at this. He's a bit of a one-pace type, but he actually won this race last year. Yep. It, was a, it was a benchmark 78 this race last year. It's down to a 70 this year. And I think in that stall race, I think he might have just been looking for, for a bit more ground, which he gets here. That was uh, that was over the 10 furlongs, and he would just run off his legs a little bit. He draws barrier two here. Um, I think he'll really appreciate you know getting out in ground, and he gets Declan Bates aboard. So at 20 to 1, I, I could definitely have something on him. Irish Butterfly, I think, you know, we've kind of just, he's one of the, that we've probably, you know, he's probably reached his mark. Um, fine weather, probably the same. And fine weather obviously has five lengths to make up on, yeah, on, on yeah, Boise. So, so I don't think I could uh, be steering punters into him, John 16. The rest are just a little bit numberish, really. Uh, you know, these are, this is the bottom end of our staying ranks. And and if these top two are the, at the top of the, the if these two at the top of the market can, you know, progress um, and take the next step, then I think they should be finding out the finish. Cabriot Castle on top of the eight, and then Sign Seal deliver as a little bit of a saver. Righto, punters, race eight here, the Magic Millions National Sale Handicap, which is an open class 1,700 metre race. We have Harder Passants at $2.80 for the Ma Eustace John Allen combination. Uh, we have Bermudez, second favourite, at $3.70. For Mike Maroney, who's also airborne at the moment. Think and Fly for Tom Dabernig, local trainer, at $4.20. Adelaide Ace for Uncle Lindsay at $5. Guizo at $19. Saracen Knight at $23. The Big Buzz at $31. Indiana Lily at $31. And Strategic Phil at $34. It looks a bit of a race in two here, Benny. Your thoughts? It does a little bit. Um... As we were talking about a little bit early, earlier, there is two versions of Bermudez, as, as we've uh, seen. Um, sometimes he can be very good, and as we saw last start, he was very plain. Yeah, there's two of him, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, he probably can improve back onto a softer track, but my little query with Bermudez was actually the end of a testing 1,700 metres. Yep. It's a soft seven tomorrow. Uh, they're going to be getting their toe in. It's going to be race eight. And I'm actually just not sure about him out in this trip I think he might be as we saw he was brilliant winning over 1200 metres against Rose Quartz and we thought what's he doing first up at six furlongs that yep, was and then and then he went straight to the mile against Gentleman Roy I think he had every chance but it, you know quickly to the mile I just think 1700 metres has me swaying back in the favourites corner here harder passants I know he's been you know, he's first up off 240 days, but we don't really worry about that with the with the Mar and Yusuf stable. And, you know, last year, he really turned into a, a genuine horse. We saw him in the Warnable Cup. He was a little bit unlucky. Uh, I don't think he would have beaten Ladondeve there, but no. he did get poleaxed at the top of the straight and the, the margin should have been much, uh, much less. He then went on and beat Science Seal Deliver easily at Flemington and then he pushed to Graves. You and I were talking earlier. What price would the Graves be here? Yeah, exactly right. I'd be pretty keen to back the Graves if he was here. Uh, it is worth noting also, Benny, that you did allude to he did start $4 in the Warnable Cup last year. So, yeah, he's uh, he's always well found in the market, but I can definitely see that uh, he's here to play. Like you, I've got a little bit of a query on Bermudez running a strong 1,700. Um but yeah, I think it's definitely a race in two. I'd be very surprised if something outside of those two was able to get up. 
And I think the thing is, some people might grow up here with, you know, harder persons, the top weight, 16 and a half kilos, but it's a very compressed weight scale, this. Yep. Um, you've got Think and Fly, 56 and a half, Adelaide Ace, 58 and a half. I just think at harder persons is best. They're not in the same in the same class as him. Guizo, it's probably been a long, uh, you know, long time between drinks for him. And the rest have just turned into, you know, hateful horses, I guess. They're, they're pretty hard to find. So I just think... Harder percents here. You trust the money. The money's come in spades. I think he opened four dollars eighty. He's into it as short as, you know, three dollars even even shorter. In the, he's in the in the in the twos in um in some corp. So I think Johnny is just going to sit right behind him here. Barrier four. Bermudez, Think and Fly, and Strategic Phil will all go forward. I think he'll just sit behind him, and I think he'll prove too good first up. Yeah. Hello, boys. Race nine. We have the 1,200-metre benchmark 70 here with the combination of Ethan Brown and Lindsay Smith favourite at $3.30. Star Spirit for Declan Bates and Archie Alexander at $5. Energy Within at $9 for Jamie Carr and Tob Damanig. little plug to a couple of my dad's mates who probably won't listen to this, but he's, uh, he's a little bit of a favourite. Well, she's a little bit of a favourite of ours at Racing Previews. Um, yeah, she won a good double-figure odds beating Steinem last preparation uh, with an Ollie Peach at Mornington. A little bit of information. If she runs well here, she's uh, the plans are to go to a Group 3 in Adelaide in about two to three weeks' time. Um, yeah, so hopefully she can run well. Shotmaker is at $11 uh, for Hugh Bowman, Mick Price and Mick Kent Jr. As I please for the Wild Stable at $11. Exceed Expect. $11, Hinto Blue, $15, Barcelona Rock, $16, Magna Jet, $18, Tidius, uh, X Lindsay Smith, at $19, Mr. Me, at $23, Easy Beast, at $26, with Brander's Rule, at $26, Boots Tarrington, at $41, Minyinga, at $41, Alsvin, at $51. Uh, it is worth noting here that Trent Buston on RSN on the verdict with Michael Falgate and co this morning did suggest that uh, Magna Jet was over the odds and the better of his two runners in the race. Benny, who do we like here? As you touch on there, I was listening to RSN earlier this morning when, when Trent said that, and uh, I can tell you that Magna Jet is $31 into $19. So... A good, fair go there. Good early move. Yep. Um, I think he'll actually be part of the speed battle here early. Magna Jet will go forward with Shotmaker. Strip back, led last start. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to lead this one, but I think he'll still get a really good run from Barrier 6. I think he'll be able to just sit right behind him if, if he's not uh, right in front. Uh, he's probably one of, the, one of the Lindsay Smith horses that that they didn't miss. Yeah, when when, uh, right, yeah. when prices opened, he yeah. was he was uh, $3 he was something. Smashed. So, yeah... Um, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. He obviously won last start in a benchmark 70 grade, and he, and he stays there here. Uh, proven uh, proven this track. He ran well here uh, a couple starts back, obviously a local. Uh, I actually don't mind the step back to, 14, uh, back to 1,200 metres. Last start, he won at 1,400 metres, but I think a testing 1,200 metres here on a, on a softer track can almost be like be like a fourteen hundred meter run anyway. Yep. Um, I'll touch on some of the other runners. Star Spirit, he was uh, impressive. Uh, she was impressive. Sorry, winning last start at Packenham, but I think she she did have a, her birthday there a little bit. Um, she just got the perfect run, peeled out, and was way too good. 
she steps up in class, uh, energy within, she is uh, resuming. How do you think she'd go on a, on a soft seven track? Um, well, I don't think she is, uh, she's at her best on a soft track, but I also think that um, it will be a, you know, a soft, soft five, soft six at this point in time. She doesn't love it, but she doesn't also hate it. I think she can still get through it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think she'll go okay. And then obviously Shotmaker, uh, he, is a, he is a class type of horse, but he's got, he does have to lump the 62.5 kilos here, and he has been a little bit costly for us at times. Um, as, I, as I please is an interesting runner. Like It's holding up a lot of market percentage for mine, but you look at its warnable stats, it's track and trip, three starts for three wins. It's got Linda on. The little query for me that it's had two starts on a soft track for nothing. Yeah, it's it's unusual to see that for a Simon Wild horse, mm, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just touching on that theme of the locals, I think this Barcelona Rock could actually be a very good chance. Um, she, uh, he's currently seventeen dollars in the market, and I think I think the jockey booking Melissa Julius will, will keep that price up. Yeah. Um, he returned with a really good run. I think it was a bit of a sneaky run, really, behind Sacred Palace. Only a length and a half off Sacred Palace. Yep. That's good enough form for this. Yeah, Sacred Palace is obviously a well-respected horse and he's always well-backed. And I think back to the ball, back on a soft track, I think uh, he's worth a ticket. I was going to suggest a bet for Magnajet at 30s. Unfortunately, that price is gone. Um, we'll see what happens there. I think I think he still might be, he still, still might be worth a little bet. Um, so for me, it is stripped back on top. I think he's going to be very hard to beat. Ethan Brown uh, combining with a Lindsay Smith combination again, he's obviously getting some really good rides of late. Yep. Uh, he's doing he's doing the hard yard since being back, so it's stripped back on top for me. And then I'll also have a uh, little specs on Magna Jet and Barcelona Rock. Righto, the last uh, the last race on the card is a eleven hundred meter benchmark sixty four to close out day one at the Bull. Hopefully, we'll have backed a few winners by this point in time. Had a few drinks and uh, ready to head off to the Whalers, where uh, where I'm sure the best on ground performances will head. That'll be at, you, mate. Yeah, at, at the top of the market, we have Johnny Allen and Matty Raymond, another local hope. Oh my God, Benny, this has been absolutely smashed. This was as much as seven dollars when I was having a look at fields this morning. It's in the four dollars eighty. It tops the market um, in front of Rights of Man at five dollars. Lulu Darling at $6.50. Spinning, who's second emergency at the moment, $6.50. Sweet Mary, this will be an interesting runner if it runs. It ran on Sunday, I believe. Uh, so yesterday, it's at $8. Little Miss Guts is at $9.50. Narone for the Lambing Stable at $11. Francine at $14. Condos Express at $23, Sovereign Gold at $23, O'Reilly McLuke at $26, More Wanted at $31 for the Chow Stable, A Good Yarn at $34, Brazen Brando at $100, Want to Bolt at $151. Who do we like here, Benny? Well, this is a very difficult way to end the, end the program. This is the type of race that they that they love to put on at the end because it's a hard quaddy race and uh, we might be putting the big F on the quaddy. Yeah, this, this, could, um, be a div- this could be a dividend for the quaddy, hopefully. 100%. Uh, oh, just touching on the quaddy, we will we will post the quaddy tomorrow morning, but currently on tab, you can't actually put it in your bet slip, so there's there's no point 
because uh, I, I can't work out percentages. Yeah, no. I don't know if you can. No, no, no. Not for me. <laughs> but um, getting back to the race, I think uh, I can see, I can understand the money for this home rule. Uh, we touched on that that heavy day at Geelong on the 19th of April. Uh, that Boise and uh, Cabri came through. He was another big winner on that day, the heavy track. He beat Dothraki, not not the Dothraki we know, but <laughs> the other Dothraki. And he was very uh, impressive in doing so. The barrier is probably the slight issue. Johnny yep. Allen, um, you know, he has got his, he's got his work cut out for him out there. But race 10 on day one, it might be the spot to be anyway. Yep. Uh, if he's wide, it, it might not matter so much. So I thought he, I thought he would uh, be hard to beat. He's definitely in my picks. Rights of Man has been a bit of a frustrating horse. Um, certainly talented, but I'm not sure if I could have him. He's a bit of a squib. I yes. think. <laughs> a squib. He doesn't. He doesn't like winning all that often. No. Yeah. I, I can't have him. There might be a bit market. of J car tax on that, and yeah. I think he might be better on a good track. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I couldn't really understand the difference in price between Francine and, and Sweet Mary. Uh, Sweet Mary's a fair bit shorter, and Francine dead set uh, killed killed her uh, last prep. Yeah. Uh, so $15 about Francine wasn't too bad. The horse I'm actually going to tip on top here, I thought it, obviously it was one of the hardest races of the day. 30 to 1, we can get about more wanted. Yeah. Flies fresh, better form is on soft ground, and he's actually seven, uh, sorry, yeah, seven starts for a win and three placing at placings at the bull so this could be a set play for the locals here this, yeah. this, I would not be surprised if this this, this could halve in quote here punters this could be yeah. a real set play for Chow yeah I've, I've had to take some of the early price um, as I said barrier 11 first up does his best work fresh first up nine starts for three wins two seconds and a third um, better work is also on softer ground so I just thought it's a, it's a really big price well exposed, obviously, 50, 55 starts, um, six wins, and the 18 placings. But I thought a 30 to 1, definitely worth a ticket. Lulu Darling led and weakened out last last start in an average race. Again, Hugh Bowman, is it just is it just these good jockeys? They're, they're, they're a little bit shorter than what they should be? Well, there's actually, actually a little bit of information that I've been uh, given on Lulu Darling from Connections. They, they do think that she's going very well. Um, one of the boys that I know that rides some of her track work has half declared her to me, but I don't know how true that is. But the, the mail I received was that both runners, Lulu Darling and Egyptian Icon, which is running tomorrow, I think, on, oh, sorry, on day two, um, they both expect them to not miss top three. So do with that as you wish. But yeah, the two I, I could, I really liked uh, more wanted, as we've already discussed, Benny. I, you and I were pretty keen on that when we saw that was uh, that was running. And the other one that I could beat up for here if it gets a run for McDougal and Dabernick is spinning. She gets back to soft ground, which she likes. She goes good fresh. Um, she tackled the, the good three-year-old filly races last preparation behind Lady of Honour. Um, flying Evelyn. Sneaky, of course. sneaky five. Like, that's, they're all, that's good enough form. They'd all... Uh, that'll be a short quote here. Yeah, at the at the very start of her career, she actually had some form around Gimme Power and Generation. Um, yeah. that, that that day at Caulfield, she started two dollars eighty to Generation. So yeah, that's if she can bring that form back. Yeah, I, I can't see any of those horses. Uh, they wouldn't start any of those prices 
versus that sort of opposition. So yeah, if she gets a run here, spinning, I could definitely chime in at, at the price. So there you have it. Uh, the favourite has been well back there, but my my best value of the day is more wanted number eight. I could have a ticket on Francine number three as well, uh, and home rule. The price has kind of gone there, but uh, the early bet to have there is more wanted, and um, tomorrow morning we'll finalise it. Well, that's ten races wrapped up on day one of the Warnable uh, May Carnival. Nico, you've gone through and done the form on all the jumps races. Give us your best bets over the sticks. All right, mate. Uh, best bet would have to definitely be Valak in the Briley race six. Um, next best, I'm pretty keen on Kalorni. I think we can play there. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can get the favourite beaten in the first Portland Jimmy. Um, look, he could come out and he could win by four or five, but there's enough of a grey area and a few that I like at double figure odds um, that I'd be very annoyed if they were to upset the favourite and I didn't take that angle. Um, I definitely think Count Zero's in with a chance in the second maiden hurdle. Um, but yeah, if, you, if you're going to play to the favourite, definitely have a saver on Zed Star because I think he's the danger. What about you, Benny? What are we backing on the flat? Well, my best bet comes up in race seven. It's going to be the Lindsay Smith-trained Cadbury Castle. It's over the Warnable Cup distance. And Give we obviously strength. we saw that these colours won the Warnable Cup with too yeah. close to sun. So if this horse is anywhere near what that horse is, then he'll be winning. Uh, so we're on at $7 there. Hopefully he just wins. Uh, I didn't really have a next best, but... As we mentioned uh, in the last race, more wanted at 30 to 1. I think that's quite a good value play. So race 7, number 9, Cabri Castle, and race 10, number 8, more wanted. Well, that's been day one of the Warnable Carnival. I've been your host, Benny Coluzzi, and I've been joined by my great mate, Nick McWalter. Uh, I guess we'll see you tomorrow, and good luck on day one. Good luck, punters.